the thief of joy is comparison. That's a nice one for the holiday season. <laughs> what are the holidays about, man? Holiday has a double meaning, right? I think in Europe they say holiday is like a vacation. Holiday in America, the holidays are vacation as well. You get you get off of your uh, assigned slavery. You get a break and you get to enjoy gluttony and materialism. But at the root of it, I think the principles or the values of, of the holiday season are supposed to be about togetherness and love and joy. And I think that's what should be focused on. Not what do you have. You know, you see so much around the holiday season. Uh, I don't even want to use the word negativity. I, I just feel like reflection of pain, maybe past traumas. You think about loved ones that you lost. You think about uh, the ways that things went wrong that you wish they wouldn't have. There's a lot of nostalgia that uh, tends to circulate. And for a lot of individuals, the nostalgia is negative. It's pain that you're reliving. And I think a way to kind of alleviate a great number of the problems that occur around this time of year is to stop comparing, not only just in the sense of like materialism, this person has this or has access to this lifestyle or has access to, to something that you don't, but more so recognizing like your life is your life and another person's life is another person's life. Even if you had everything that they had, if you were in their shoes, so to speak, but you were still yourself, it wouldn't be sweet because it wouldn't be yours. If you think like with a sense of nostalgia and you think back at the things that are beautiful in your life, like I think about the memories that I have that are beautiful. They don't really circulate around material or the, the emotions that come up that are like joyful, like a real good hit of nostalgia, <laughs> real good hit of like remembering something that was beautiful in your fucking life. Those emotions that arise, they don't, they don't, and the memories don't really attach themselves to things. You know, I think about probably one of the most impactful times of my life. And I can't even, I still haven't figured out why. But I was about 21 years old. And I just got off a, a, a relationship. Just got off a relationship. Sound like a fucking shift. But um, I just got out of a relationship and I was uh, kind of rediscovering myself. This thing happens when you're in a relationship for a long time that you can kind of put who you were when you started on in, in that relationship on pause. And then once it ends, then you find yourself again. And you, you know, it's kind of like you're picking up where you left off. Um, sounds like a prison sentence. Yes, it does. But uh, <laughs> I think about that. I was 21 years old and the combination of that newfound freedom and the loneliness, the newfound loneliness, and as well as being 21 years old, which is just a time of discovery in everybody's life in America. That's when you're legally able to drink. That's when, you know, most of your faculties start to develop. You start to truly become conscious as an adult and your behavior changes. You you are looked at um, through the eyes of the entire world as responsible. So it was all those things kind of hitting the same intersection. And uh, I have like distinct memories, if we're talking about like positive nostalgia of near Christmas time going to the movies by myself and like breaking up my weed on some vinyl 
and getting high to my fucking brain when when the weed used to hit like it can't hit anymore like <laughs> the tolerance is too high now and i think about that i'm like that is my memory that's something that's near and dear and beautiful and what i described doesn't sound like something too momentous it's just a couple of memories that were strung together but they're mine and for whatever reason that combination the weight of that time the time of year the holiday season all of those things culminated to be something very beautiful that I reflect on from time to time. And it is mine. And I would not have the joy that that brings me. I wouldn't have the, uh, the beauty of that memory of thinking about that time, me being 21 years old and it being cold in New York City and being on the Upper West Side and getting high and going to a movie theater by myself and... Um, walking around by myself and it just feeling so free and so good. I wouldn't have that if I lived my life comparing it to another's. And I think we rob ourselves. I'm talking about everybody. Everybody does this. We, we, we rob ourselves of experiencing and living our lives to the fullest and appreciating and feeling the joy that our life provides us when we live in a constant state of comparison. Whether that be relationships, whether that be physique, whether it be material, whether it be talent, whether it be whatever it is. It's incredible to admire what somebody else has. It's always incredible to admire somebody else's ability. It's always incredible to admire somebody's success. But you have to think about it logically. Outside of the emotion and the spectacle and the witnessing of something that may be is grandiose that you don't have yet or maybe even ever outside of that it's not yours it's not yours it, it can never be yours you have to look for what is yours and i don't think you can get what is truly for you in this lifetime the great things that are for every individual in this lifetime those things can't be achieved or you can't receive them if you are focused on another's path or what somebody else has because it doesn't then with that mindset it doesn't matter what lands on your plate it doesn't matter what experience you are blessed with it doesn't matter uh where your path leads you it's just going to be a perpetual motion of comparison and it will rob you of the joy of all of those things you know i think about that during the holiday season i you know I, last night i had a great night i went out and I drank by myself. I went to a bar and uh, I stumbled upon some bar that was that was really cool. They were doing live music and there was some real talented kid. And I was just drinking and you just talk to strangers. And it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was something that gave me a great amount of energy and perspective. You know, it reminded me of something to to be in the moment. I think another thing that I, I would I would touch on. And I've talked about this as well, and I've been a victim of this as well. There are blessings that come about as humanity starts to grow and we start to elevate as a collective. And a lot of those blessings, a lot of those uh, things that are pushing us forward as a species in the modern day deal with technology. But as anything in this life, there are two sides to the coin. And in particular with technology, we have to be very careful with how we ingest or live our lives out through these platforms. And I'm talking about social media in particular. 
There was a time in my life where I can remember I could not experience anything. I could not experience anything in the real world without recording it, without posting it on some type of story, without sharing it with a larger group of people. And that's cool. If that's a creative venture, if you a vlogger, if you are creating content, that's one thing. But if that is just the sole purpose of doing it, is just to share with a broader audience what you're experiencing on your everyday life, you lose something by doing so. And I would accredit the time that I had yesterday to not living through a lens of like a social media, not um, experiencing my life through a camera. Whereas like people go to watch live music and they will have the camera there and they're looking at the phone, at the image of the guy playing through the phone, but you're right in front of him. And what you lose um, as well is sometimes your memories are not painted correctly, but that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not, you know, your memories are not transcribed 100%. And what you lose sometimes by recording something, um, maybe you might be under the influence, maybe it'd be the ambiance, maybe it's just your state of mind in the moment that would create a memory and encapsulate it in something that feels a little bit more magical. And when you photograph it or you videotape it or you post in it, it'll lose that personal effect. So it's almost like a moot point. A lot of times we do those things. We post and we try to share because we're trying to, to a broader audience, share the experience that we're feeling, but it doesn't translate because there's other factors that make you feel that create that magical experience on a personal basis. And I think that's what it was. Yesterday for me was magical and it was nothing spectacular, but for me, it was something I know is going to be a a core memory of mine uh, for the simple fact that I experienced it through my fucking eyes, you know? Um, is this advice, ladies and gentlemen? Is this the fucking advice hour? Am I on my soapbox again? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? I don't like to play with definitions. Just throw it up in the fucking air. You figure out what the fuck it means to you. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm falling in love with... Um, the pursuit of being positive. When I was younger, it was very easy for me to outthink optimism, that concept, to look at that and think of it as childish and think about it as um, childlike and think about it as immature, to be an eternal optimist, regardless of your external situation, to always see the bright side and to believe coming forward that good things are going to happen, to live a life of faith versus projecting negativity, fear. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to recognize that life is, a lot of what life is, is a choice. And that does not mean that you can stop, you know, if I'm in fucking ancient, wherever the fuck, and Pompeii explodes and a volcano just comes and destroys all civilization, or if I, I if I grew up in slavery, or if I was, you know, born into a land that was war-torn, you know, I'm not talking about that extreme level of external circumstance. I'm talking about if you do live a life where it is an average level of suffering and hardship and struggle, then most of what life is, is perspectives. 
is how you are interpreting what's going on around you. And there are people who have tons. They have so much, but they see the world so negatively. There are people who see things and um, it doesn't matter what they have or what they're experiencing. They can't take any joy from it because of the way that they're looking at the world. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to recognize that it's like, it doesn't really matter what's happening. It doesn't really matter what's happening. It really is about how you are ingesting that and how you are choosing to break down that information in your mind. As you get older, it's just more responsibility on your plate. I don't mean the external world. Once again, I'm talking about the responsibility of thought, what you, how you interpret things, what you express. That, it ramps up. You know what I mean? As you get older, there's more responsibility in how you interpret the world because nobody, nobody cares when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. You're an adult, and it's up to you to figure it out. And, um, you know, I'm choosing to make a conscious effort. It's not a, an achieved thing. I'm not there. I don't think once I get to a place of balance where I can really interpret most of what's going on as a positive, within logical reason, once again, if somebody stabbed me in my side, I'm not going to smile and shake their fucking hand. I'm just talking about rationally looking at life on an everyday basis and not being in a state of anticipation of bad, but understanding the beauty and being able to dissect the beauty in various situations, um, extract it with my perspective. And I think that's a powerful thing. I think it's a powerful thing. And I think it's the right thing to do as you get older. I really do. Because we all, human beings as different as we are, and this is once again, another comparison of the external versus internal, but as different as we are in the external world, we have different bodies, we have different races, we have different voices, heights, uh, different characteristics, different talents, different minds, different circumstances. All of that is the external world. Regardless of all of that, we all have the same set of emotions. Maybe some people have amplified emotions in one regard or another, but the baseline of humanity, the foundation of humanity is... You know, we have a very similar anatomical structure. We have a head, two arms, two legs, and a torso. A dick and balls or a vagina. Let's argue about it. Not the fucking point of what I'm trying to say. And we have a set of emotions that we all experience. We all experience sadness. We all experience happiness. We all experience angst, anxiety. We all experience joy, uh, elation. We all experience boredom. We have, we, these are universal qualities uh, for the average human being, for the majority of us, it's probably, you know, average doesn't even, you know, express how many of us percentage wise, it's probably 98% of human beings that have ever lived experience all of these emotions. And so it's so powerful to not focus on the external circumstance not saying don't be ambitious. I'm not saying don't fight for more. I'm not saying don't try to be successful. I'm not saying don't try to ascend in this lifetime. What I am saying is regardless of where you are in your journey, it's very powerful to have an attitude where you can truly access the emotions that you want at whatever particular time in your life.
Meaning, if you are in a period of external struggle, if you are in a period of external angst, if your circumstances are not ideal, if things, things seem hopeless, to have the internal wherewithal to, in that reality, not tap out, not blue pill it, not live in fantasy, but to truly look at what is around you and what you have and be positive about it, that creates opportunity. It creates greater vision and it also creates a life where you're stringing together the habit of being happy and choosing positivity and choosing happiness. Because there's this misconception. A lot of everybody wants money, everybody wants fame, everybody wants status, everybody wants power. And a lot of people, I think most people, have this misconception that once you achieve those things or once those things are given to you, once you're blessed with all those things that you want, that somehow your mind is going to change. That somehow all of a sudden you're going to be positive once you've like crossed off everything that's on the list. And that's not real. It's not real. What's more likely is that most people fight and they work very hard to get what they want out of this life. And then when they have it, they can't even enjoy it because they built the habit of being negative and letting anger or resentment or vengeance or negativity fuel them to wherever they're going. You know, not acknowledging that you can get wherever you want to get as well positively. That's that's possible as well. It's just I think a lot of people, you know what I mean? Get used to using negativity as fuel. And that's something I'm trying to make a conscious effort to eradicate that from my life so that as I continue to go toward not only what I want in this life, but the human being that I'm trying to become, then I do so positively. And for every blessing or every great thing that happens in my life or new memory that happens, I'm able to extract more joy and more peace from that because I have that perspective. Because it isn't negative. It's not fear-based. It's not pain. It is looking at things and accepting that even if it's not ideal, there are opportunities and there are ways for me to look at this and find happiness, you know? Um, I'm Santa Claus, bitch. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Christmas is coming, man. You got to find your source of happiness. And you can't do so in comparison. There's many people that have children on this fucking planet. I got my child. I'm not sourcing my happiness from my daughter as a general sense of happiness. Like, oh, I'm a parent and parents have it good, and people who are not parents have it good. No, I'm just looking specifically at my life without comparison to anybody. And I'm grateful that I have my child. And that gives me a ton of fucking joy. And it's understanding that she would not be here if all the painful circumstances and external realities of my life that existed before her, it's all a butterfly effect. It's all a domino effect that led to me being able to have her. So... That's a reconciliation. It, it makes you understand that I don't have to be sad about all those things because this is my source of joy and it comes from all these things that would perceive external negativities. You know, so if I can do that and just be zoning on what makes me happy and what makes me feel joy out of being a parent, you know, then I don't have to compare. You know, and somebody else that doesn't have a child doesn't have to compare.
Because once again, even if you were in the person's shoes that you that they have everything that you think you want, you would not be them. And it's not like once you were handed everything that you think you want, you rub the genie's lamp and you get your fucking wishes that your mindset is going to change. Positive people are positive people, negative people are negative people. That has nothing to do with wants. It has nothing to do with what you have. And, uh, yeah. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think I'm going to end on that. I think I made my point pretty clearly. Uh, for anybody who's a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast, continue listening. Go on to my Instagram. I got a lot of funny shit. Just to relieve some fucking tension. Like the post, like the reels. Until next time.